all the nutrition information out there today. Everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. Hey guys, happy Friday. Today we're actually going to be discussing the paleo diet. I've actually, when I went through, I couldn't believe I haven't actually discussed this one yet. So let's talk about the paleo diet. The paleo diet was super popular around 2013 and it really kind of went along with that low carb-ish craze craze and I'm going to say ish because it does allow fruits. So just giving a breakdown on what you eat on the paleo diet and what you avoid on the paleo diet. So the paleo diet, the whole idea is to eat as if it was the paleolithic era. So we're supposed to eat like 100,000 years ago and what we think they ate. In part, it means eating fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds, lean meats, fish, especially high omega-3 fishes like salmon, mackerel, and then uh, oils. Oils from nuts and fruits are really good, like an olive oil or coconut oil. What you avoid are all grains, legumes, so beans, lentils, peanuts, all dairy, refined sugars, salt, potatoes, and really any highly processed food in general. Remember, the whole idea is to eat essentially what they did in the Paleolithic times. So that's really the kind of parts of it. They will also tell you that our bodies, you know, they talk a lot about the negativity of phytic acid and how it's an anti-nutrient. A lot of the times they claim that you'll lose weight, balance blood sugar, better blood pressure, your cholesterol numbers go down and you have better. And this is kind of all what they say. And, you know, when you look at these types of diets, they're healthy eating habits, essentially, minus the parts that aren't so healthy. So you're focusing on vegetables, which we all know if we listen to this podcast, I am a huge fan of vegetables. And then you're eating fruits and lean meats and nuts and good oils. These are all good things. And the paleo diet really focuses also on fitness. Uh, Paleo diet was huge back when I started CrossFit. Every CrossFit had like paleo challenges, paleo seminars, like paleo was the thing if you were CrossFitting back then. And you know, we have to also keep in mind just the diet industry as a whole makes huge amounts of money. The paleo industry alone in 2019 was worth $500 million. There is a lot of money to be made to put a paleo sticker on something. But what's it? What's the cost of this, right? What Does it mean that we have better health? Does it mean that it improves our overall life and our longevity and optimizes how we feel? And maybe. But I want to talk about some concerns I have. The biggest concern I have, and this goes across any diet that eliminates entire food groups. And when I see a diet eliminating grains, listen, not all grains are created equally. There are good grains and there are bad grains. Well, I shouldn't say bad. There are healthy grains and not so healthy grains, right? We know spelt flour or quinoa is healthier and nutritionally dense than a refined white flour cookie 
right? Or a cake. There's differences. So to just lump everything together and say grain is bad, I have a hard time with that because grains, they have a part in our overall bodies. They they give us lots of vitamins and minerals like our B vitamins and fiber. Now, granted, you can get fiber from vegetables, but it's a different type of fiber, right? We have insoluble and soluble fiber. So it's a different kind. It also helps feed our gut. We are all worried about probiotics and prebiotics. Well, grains are prebiotics. They feed that healthy flora in our gut. And if we don't feel good eating certain grains, quite simply, don't eat it. Like if you eat brown rice and brown rice doesn't make you feel good, but a basmati rice does, by all means, eat the basmati rice. You know, don't eat something if it makes you feel like shit. That's just common sense, you know. And then when they're talking about phytic acid, listen, phytic acid, they considered it an anti-nutrient. There's been a lot of research that's kind of found that that's not really necessarily the whole story. There's enzymes in our digestive tract that also break that down. And not only that, phytic acid plays roles. It actually helps with cardiovascular health. It helps balance our insulin release. So there's positive benefits to phytic acid. And listen, if you're stressing out about phytic acid and what foods have phytic acid and it's gonna suck out the nutrients in your body, you are causing more problems by stressing it out than eating the fucking grain. It's ridiculous on how much we will stress out about one nutrient and leave out a bunch of others. Whenever it comes to eating healthy, balance is always, and we talk about hormone, you know, paleo paid a really big part in a hormone diet by being able to adjust hormones and fix hormones. But now on the flip side of this, seven years later, we are starting to see that that's not true. We've had so many women that have been paleo and haven't eaten grains for so long and their hormones really haven't improved. And in some instances, they've actually worsened. Their digestion is horrific. And we know hormones and digestion play a huge role. You know, Lynn Janae has done some amazing research on her metabolism plan and we're finding adding in rices and different grains, we are actually significantly improving our hormone levels by finding foods that work chemically with us. You know, and when we think about the Paleolithic time, you know, one of the huge things with humans is our ability to adapt and evolve. You know, we've seen that coming from science on how we've been able to evolve. And to think that in over 100,000 years, we haven't been able to evolve to eat certain foods, I find that ridiculous. You know, they go back and say that modern farming started 10,000 years ago. So beans and grains, they didn't really exist. But yet when we go back and we, and you have scientists that are finding, you know, teeth and going through stomach contents and stuff like that, they're finding that grains were there. They're finding things in in teeth that were there. And to, you know, if you've ever hunted, hunting animals is not easy. It's not like you just walk out the door and you shoot something and you have meat. It takes time. So to think that they always had meat available 
seems a little naive to me. I would think they would probably eat berries and probably tubers from the ground and grains. And they actually have scientific proof that this was true. And you know, certain times meat might have been abundant. Think about our seasons. Seasons change. Geological locations change. What someone ate in Alaska and someone ate in Asia is going to be drastically different. So to say everybody needs to eat this one way, it's just, that's not how it works. Environments are different. Seasons are different. Foods are abundant in one time and not there in other times. All of this stuff, and like I said, the whole evolution thing, you know, and when they talk about fruits, well, an apple's not all that long. So if we really want to talk about paleo, you shouldn't be eating apples because apples did not exist during the Paleolithic time. Apples are a modern farming day thing. So really, do we want to go this far? And then a lot of times, you know, even you know, the true paleo people will not even drink coffee because coffee wasn't there. Chocolate wasn't there. Listen, I am not following a diet where I can't have chocolate or coffee because that's just taking all the fun out of my time. And then, oh, oh, there goes my tequila. Can't have that either because that's modern. You know, we have to live a little bit, right? There was also another diet that was very similar to the primal, uh, the paleo diet, and that was the primal diet. And the primal diet, I, when I was going through nutrition school, kind of leaned towards that one a little bit more. It was a little bit more flexible, right? We could have coffee. It actually allowed raw dairy, which I live in a state where I can have access to raw dairy. And I found that diet a little bit more flexible. It worked with my lifestyle a little bit better. Like I said, I can have coffee on that. You could have chocolate. You could have more fats. And that was another good one. Um, and I think really kind of, it's funny that we went from paleo, which was very con- conservative on fat, to the keto diet, which is essentially all fat. So that's kind of interesting. But, you know, the bottom line is, if you feel good eating a certain diet, right? Let's say you've been paleo for years and you feel great, great, stick with it. But to blindly say this is the best diet on earth and this is how everybody should be eating I think it's a little ridiculous, but like I said, if you feel good doing it, do it. If your doctor is like, yes, this is working for you, then go for it. You know, it's all about what works for us. What works for me doesn't work for you. What doesn't work for your neighbor. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I think the biggest takeaway from this is just simply eat your effing veggies. I'll talk to you all next week.